0: I've lived a thousand lives. I've pounded in a thousand souls. I've killed and fought and Just for another moment.
1: This is the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, a roundtable discussion that's a mix of friendship, humor, unbridled enthusiasm, and tabletop RPG topics sent in from around the world.
0: Just for
1: Hello and welcome to Season 30, Episode 8 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Kimmy. I'm Clara. I'm Stork. (laughs) Seamless as always. In today's episode, Athwin Fudd, I said that wrong, I'm sure, but asks (laughs) about creating intriguing villains for a campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Leatherneck shares a story of a gaming prank gone wrong. And Andreas in Sweden shares a GMing mistake and asks if we have similar stories. If you'd like to contribute a question or story to the show, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. That is happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com
2: dot com. so radio like disc jockey. Everybody <laughs> says that now.
1: <laughs> Every week they're like, "That's that's your like radio voice." It truly,
2: it's the re- it's the repetition for me. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The- it works. That's why they do it. Yeah. All right. Announcements. Um, JackerCon is coming up July 22nd through 25th. Um, mark it on your calendars. You can also go to happyjacks.org slash JC um, for more information, for the safety rules that we have, and for the link to join the Discord the JackerCon Discord is already open. You can go and join now. And games are just sort of starting to get organized. We're kind of like rearranging how the channels in there are set up. Um, but you can absolutely go join right now. And you can even submit games. We have a few games there. Not a lot yet. We're still kind of working out how it's all going to go. But if you have a great idea and you want to run a game at a specific time, go do it now. Grab that spot.
3: It's also just fun to watch, too. We yes. also like viewers watching. So if you can't commit... Watch it, right?
1: Well, we're not streaming the games.
3: Oh, never
1: mind. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess we could. But if you want to join the, the, the Discord,
3: lurked and watched.
1: Yeah, yeah. But we, we generally have the problem having more GMs than players mm. for our Damn. online cons. It's a very happy Jacks thing. Yeah. So if you want to just go and play, you do not have to feel pressure to like run a game. We're going to have enough games. But if you want to just go play, sign up, enjoy yourself. It'll be fantastic.
2: But I want low stakes way to GM. <laughs>
1: Do it. I mean, that's also a really good way to do it. Yeah. And they will just be thrilled to play with like,
2: oh my God, I loved you in that AP.
1: No. no I no.
2: mean, I, I, you know what? People can prove me wrong.
1: <laughs> they will. They will. That's not my goal is to get you to GM something for Jack or Cotton.
2: I, I just played a game that I'm like, oh, I would run this. I would run this as a one shot. Nice. What was it? Uh, uh, good Dogs of Chernobyl Uh, over on Life, Life Action Role Plays channel mm-hmm. um, yesterday. Uh, this really adorable game uh, by Ninth Level Games, and you play dogs who live in the Chernobyl exclusion zone, and uh, you fight Eldritch horrors. And that's
3: okay. There's that. a, another similar game called Cat. Yes, where you played a cat and you protected your humans from Eldritch horrors. Yes, because like, cats live between worlds and they're able to see but these stupid humans can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah you play a cat because why wouldn't you?
2: Because you could play dogs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that's the ultimate. Apparently, it's got this really beautiful, like, uh, in-depth world to go with it and stuff. Like, world building, so.
3: I wonder if it's the same people, because it sounds remarkably similar to Cat. It
2: would be very funny if it was. But yeah, yeah, I'm obsessed. Like, yeah. Yeah. I actually cried in the game yesterday. Like, real emotions in this dumb dog game.
1: I mean, sometimes, like, little indie games that are just, like, perfectly dialed in on one thing can just like hit chords so perfectly yeah Um, especially when you're not trying to do everything if you just do one story super well it can it can be amazing
2: yeah sorry uh, that was a complete tangent from what I was
1: talking about from the show it's very applicable have to you watched the Dr. show? good point listen this is my first time in the Kimmy studio <laughs> I know it's nice. I, I get excited every time like a new person's here I'm like I can you, touch the walls you get to see the DM. yeah <laughs> we can look at each other without like it's grainy or not it's yeah crazy <laughs> and my daughter gets to pick the color every week and it's just like there we uh, go yeah i mean you can pick the color if you really wanted to fight a toddler for it fine. i'm not gonna
2: fight a toddler if <laughs> think <they fight> dirty She <laughs> uh, would seen baby nails just like
1: yeah they're uh, weird
2: i don't know how they're so sharp they're super sharp and her head,
1: like, I like, get fat lips like three times a week with her just like. I had a
2: friend who genuinely almost broke her nose. Like, she had to go to the hospital. Yeah. She has a concussion because her toddler's... her toddler's
1: head. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Okay.
3: Anyway. <laughs> it's their only defense. That's why yeah. the, you learn the headbutt early. Yes. You have to take on saber toothed cats, you know. Ka-doink.
2: Don't babies have like a soft spot?
1: Not no, anymore. Not don't. by the time they're toddlers.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. So they're just little rock headed. Okay. Yeah, so Horrifying.
3: the kid will come, And they will, and then, <laughs> and then, oh, That man. was amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That was pretty wild. I never hear you do sound effects. But we're glad you're here. We get um, excited every time someone new cycles in. For off from the lands of remote actual plays. Yeah. With basin. Vossin? Bossen. Ha- okay. Uh, I think Vossen. I don't speak There's to been it. so many debates on the Discord about how to say it actually. And then we have people like from those Nordic countries who are like, oh, you Americans. <laughs> this is how you say it.
3: You
2: didn't grow up with that like particular vowel sound, <laughs> so good luck.
3: There's no there's no umlaut over it, so it's a, uh, not an e. Uh. The,
1: I yeah. I can't tell if you're kidding or if you're in, like informed a little on above. this. Okay, it's a little
3: <laughs> I right.
2: I was told it's like uh, but you say ah uh, it's like v, volsen, volsen, uh, vassen, vassen, vassen. Some of the
3: Scandinavian countries have that glottal stop too, depending on yeah. what the lettering is. So it's like an uh sound. I
1: yeah. like vassen.
3: There's like Holt It's a. It's an I'm from blue. America. Hol, 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 hol it's like a, a whole comic
1: you do sound like
2: my cat <laughs> when she's hacking something up okay. if yes. you ever run
3: into a scandinavian like especially a dane have them say refrigerator and really refrigerator, 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 refrigerator.
1: that's my new goal for Jackercon. now send it's, me that audio,
3: audio <laughs> <to> make <laughs> a scandinavian say refrigerator yes
1: <laughs> uh so how's the that ap going though
2: uh it's really fun i've a lot of big swings from pretty much everyone at this point, point. Um, mm. and I, I'm loving it. It's just the right amount of dark, and like all horror games, we cannot keep that tone, so it's very nice to have these uh, be able to kind of bounce back and forth from really, really dark to, listen, there's a wig made out of someone else's hair and it's definitely as creepy as that sounds mm-hmm. and it keeps coming back up <laughs> also 10 minutes of skexy sounds but that's just on me yeah
1: mm-hmm. you own that all Listen. right all right let's read some emails <laughs> sorry it's fine very serious <laughs> all right um mailbag number one who wants to read it
3: uh, I'm actually going to read... I want to read the horror stories. So. Okay.
1: I'll read the first one then. Cool. May it please your majesty, Queen Kimmy and the knights of the 12... 20-sided table. Greetings from Nashville, Tennessee. I... I'd like to request that all emails start in that fashion now, please. I knew Thank this you. was
3: gonna be a problem. was <laughs> just like when I first read this, I'm like, oh god.
1: Oh no.
2: Uh please add accompanying soundbite of uh trumpets. Yeah. Yeah, like, like the yeah. like
3: EverQuest whenever you uh, like. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that we both like immediately went to that Everquest. place. Yeah. I, forever. i played
3: it for so long, it's still in my head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, near the old stomping grounds of Puja and home of the cult of the Publix with an X sandwich. Yes, it is really that good. I write to ask you what your favorite type of villain in your RPG... Oh, what is your favorite type of villain in your RPG stories? And can you give an example? As an example, my favorite villains are doing bad things for the right reasons. A perfect example lies in the Netflix show The Dragon Prince. While the villain most people think of, Lord Baron, does loosely fit that description, he's not the villain I fell in love with. Claudia's character arc pulls at my heart, and she has me so invested in her story almost more than any of the protagonists. Spoilers. Oh, spoiler warning for this. As a big brother with a little sister, in the latest season, when she pleads with Soren not to make her choose, I almost shed a tear. And then the scene after the battle, seeing her, uh, with her, seeing her with Lord Baron Hurt, it is easy to see her kindness, loyalty, and intellect throughout the show, and to see those virtues twisted to evil use, words cannot even express how much I am invested into it. Due to real life, I have not participated in tabletop RPGs since the time of Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. This show and uh, the actual plays scratch that itch, and I thank all of you. Back on topic. Have you as a GM used your favorite villain type in game? Thank you. Ever lurking but not engaging because I'm probably do- doing continuing education or driving to work listening. Furious sulfate 325 or earth wind FUD on the Discord. P.S. Yes, I was listening to a continuing education program while typing this out. Shout out to all the pharmacists, pharmacists, the pharmacy technicians and other healthcare workers and everyone else doing CE word PBS for old time's sake. Hell yeah. Very nice. I am a huge fan of the dragon prince. I am. I just love... So started... you know all these
3: references. Oh, yeah. Okay, I
2: started yeah. watching it... Like, I hadn't gotten through the first season, oh, or yeah. second season, so I started rewatching it because I knew you were into it, and <laughs> I knew there was an RPG coming out of it. Yeah. And it's cute. It has a lot of cute things in it, so want... Claudio has been one of my favorite characters.
1: It's one of those shows where, like, like, so many shows, the first season, it's kind of finding itself, and it's a little... The, the animation, they didn't have as big a budget, so it's a little hard... A lot of people gave up on the first season because it looked a little weird, but it's like if you can hang in there, it's really, really worth it. Eli's in the chat, my man. <laughs> Eli and is my like Dragon Prince fan buddy. Um, it's really great because it's also very kid friendly. It's it's a show designed for kids, so you can watch it with your family, but as an adult, still really be entertained by it and get invested in the characters. And they have conflicts and big choices they have to make. And the kids who are the main characters, it's it, its like Avatar where all the main characters are children, even though they have to kind of deal with the adults and the choices the adults in their lives make. So these kids are really like on these really interesting character arcs. And yeah, Claudia is definitely <laughs> I has just, to make choices.
2: Yeah, no, I just like when kids in shows act like kids, but also like... They're not just like tiny adults, but they're also just not chill poorly written children. Yeah. So that's
1: been the thing for me on that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they do feel like real kids to me. Yeah. Like they have like an adventure they're on and they have to make big choices and things like that that normal kids wouldn't have to do. But they they do feel like someone who knows kids wrote those characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh <laughs> To, yeah, that is a, a very good example of kind of the the person who starts down the dark path for the right reasons. And I always think they're those always make very interesting villains.
2: I, I, okay, so I had someone tell me once, like, there are, every villain is pretty sure they're doing the right thing.
3: Every villain is the hero in their own story. Yeah.
2: Yes. So I, I'm sort of like, yeah, the villain doing it for the right reasons is kind of like, I was like, yeah, every, every villain sort of is that, but I do understand what this particular like, uh, example is like implying.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I can only do like two character voices. So very often my villain is just a sketchy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very often my villain is like a Valley girl, just cause that's the voice I can do and I enjoy it. Yes. Um, which creates some interesting stories, uh, listen it's listen, what god.
3: got I, <laughs> tiffany the all-powerful necromancer is so totally awesome exactly I, like, you know, I can't wait to run into her you guys are so totally dust
2: yeah
3: i'm bringing my whole undead army oh, disgusting yeah.
2: listen if you're not getting into necromancy to keep yourself you know looking young looking then what young. are you doing right uh, it's my secret chat
3: okay so i love all villains um but I really have an admiration for like the really twisted, character, like uh, like Seven Spacey's character in Seven.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, right.
3: Who is just the machinations and all of the, and but even like in Arcane, the the businessman. Have you guys watch Arcane? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 one that's spoilers. I, I, I can't describe him without sort of ruining some stuff. The one that's controlling Vi,
0: mm-hmm.
3: who's clearly evil, dresses evil, walks around, you know, and but. I can't play them in games because they're so overtly evil. It's almost over. It's like, that's the bad guy because yeah. he's dressed in black. He's got clouds around him and he speaks in a creepy voice. No, you're right. <laughs> and so I end up when I'm running them in games, I tend to subvert the trope a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's usually somebody who's sort of by nature. Like um, I did a... I was bring this up, the freak show in the Fey Realm. And Puck was sort of the main villain,
0: mm-hmm. right?
3: But he was only... He was only doing it because he had control of the autumn court for a brief amount of time before Mab came in. And so yeah. that Mab was the day as Mackinac kicked Puck out and said, I apologize. He got carried away. You guys shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. You could, you leave <laughs> and these are the gifts and please don't sue us, <laughs> but it was just Puck being Puck. He mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily evil. It was just him in his nature. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. doing what evil or neutral, true neutral Faye would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I also like sort of the accidental villain, the villain who's sort of like is, is either there by circumstance or um I'm trying to think of better phrasing for it. I had another example and it's falling out of my head. Mm-hmm. It'll point sure. to me in a minute. But yeah. but again, because mostly mostly I find, uh, sympathetic villains. Like when you finally get them, you're like, Oh, um, you had reasons, you had good reasons Oh no, for you doing had a kid, like yeah. Or, Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, because it kind of subverts the trope and I can't play. It's like if Darth Vader shows up in your game, you're going to attack him immediately. There's no, you know who he is. There's no disguise in the fact that he's an evil dude. Mm
2: -hmm. Every time Strahd shows up, you're like, I'm going to take a swing. Right.
3: Yeah. And so it's really hard to craft the game around someone who's so obviously the bad guy. Mm -hmm. There's no fun.
2: Yes, but uh, like, and I mean, this is this is opinion. What's your favorite villain? Um, like with Strahd, he does uh, the Strahd game. I I did with some friends recently. Um, Strahd just kept showing up and just being like, "Sup," and he'd be like, "We're gonna try to attack you," and he he's overpowered. There's no way we're winning that encounter, so he would just fucking leave. Um, but it is, I like a good mustache twirling villain every once in a while. Yeah, it's a good palate cleanser from uh, people trying to justify their actions because mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'm like cool story, like, you know, cool motive, still murder. Like, I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Um, and I get a lot of people trying to justify their actions in real life, so sometimes I'm like, can you just... Not. T- tie someone to the train tracks and tell me it's because you just want to <laughs> be bad, you know? Ransom
1: money. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I'm also a big fan of um, villains who... They're like... Their goal is so stupid when you look at it too hard, and they kind of know it. Like... um dimension 20 just wrapped uh their this this space game uh starstruck and some of those villains are just like yeah we'll make money and it's like this this is so much bigger than that and they're like mm, but money so like so dr evil yeah just i kind of like that where like the i did a uh actual play i did um the one game i've run in public <laughs> uh, on stream for jason uh the bad guy was a PA who was just like, I just want the next step up. And this is the way I'm going to do it. It's yeah. Like could have thought I
3: so bigger. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of backstabbing and kind of out for themselves. And yeah. yeah.
1: Greed and money is the most realistic motive for motivation for any villain. Like, yeah, literally most of the evil people in the world, like the, a large percentage of them. You could be like, oh, oh you're just greedy as fuck. Okay.
2: Yeah, and my escapist fantasy is that I can do anything about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think (laughs) (laughs) my favorite trope is the understated, like, super powerful bad guy. Like, the person who the party runs into them a bunch of times and maybe doesn't even realize. And then, like, suddenly they find out, uh, oh, the, the person we thought was the janitor...
3: Jar Jar the... Binks is a Sith Lord Jar-Jar this entire is a time. Sith Lord.
2: I love that. Okay,
1: I, I
3: said understated, <laughs> not over the top.
1: Not <laughs> yeah, but no one. Yeah, gonna. not mildly racist. Okay, um, but like a great example of this is Kingpin. So um, I yeah. love Kingpin um, specifically. Like in the comics, he's like a massive dude. He can't blend in, but. Uh, he he manages to fool a lot of society, and I love that and a lot of times in early uh comics or if you reboot whenever there's a hero who meets Kingpin, usually they don't realize that he's the kingpin and running like the entire bad evil world um at the time so like there's always that first interaction when they're like, oh thank you so much for donating to this charity or you know they're they're totally fooled i love that and i love having those moments where suddenly it dawns on them and they see how terrified everyone is of this very understated normal person that they've just kind of taken for granted this whole time
3: the robert redford character yeah in um winter soldier
1: yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah and it's just like you know the the elderly grandfather sitting in the park and that they just keep walking by and then suddenly they like wait what, what do you mean he's holding court in the park and uh, and paying off all these people and hitmen and you know moving millions of dollars around the city while he feeds the pigeons like
2: yeah, I think it pays off really nicely when you yeah. get some, especially if you're doing it in a game and you've got like, oh, it's just the bartender. He's been here this whole time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no,
0: she's Yeah,
3: you've been even. dealing with all the minions and you realize that when you finally get to the top, it's an old guy in the park who's like, well, have you finally found me. Yeah. Exactly. What are you to do about it?
1: Yeah. Now you have to, that. yeah, you have to be careful. You have to actually put, you have to very carefully, like, sprinkle in little yeah. hints about that. Yeah. Because if it's just, there's no indication. And then it's like out of nowhere. They're like, did, did you just make that up? Like, did we find the boss a long time ago? And you're like, person in the park is the real bad guy. I hate that. Yeah. I,
2: the, the, what is it? The George R. R. Martin thing where he's like, if you write the story and say the butler did it, and then you change the story to be like, the maid did it. It's, it's bad. You've done a bad thing because <laughs> all of the clues will say butler. And now it's just a dumb twist. And
3: I've forgotten which, I really which mystery writer you said, was it Agatha Christie? Somebody was guilty of doing that exact same thing or bringing in somebody in the last two chapters that mm-hmm. was actually guilty. It's like, so all the clues we had, you didn't give us the full, oh, it's a cheap shot. You can't do that.
2: Edgar Allan Poe did that mm-hmm. uh, with, a, it was an orangutan in the fireplace. Well,
3: yeah. Murders <laughs> in the room or spoilers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sorry for a book that's. For Edgar Allen uh, yeah. Poe. <laughs> but
1: I, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think stuff like that works better for like TV episodes. A lot of times, I've been watching a lot of like Sherlock lately, and they start pulling that in the later seasons, where it's like, all these things line up. Random person is the bad guy," which I figured out in the last ten minutes without yeah, explaining like you
3: can't anything. Do that? Yeah. It's, it's like the whole idea behind the murder mysteries is that we're along for the ride and we get to participate and put the clues together ourselves. Yeah. And it gets really clever when it's something like North by Northwest, where we know more than the player than than the than the character does, you know. And so we're actually that's actually one of my favorites, but we're digressing. This is all <laughs> sto- this is about story crafting and um
2: I mean this is part of it.
3: I guess yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's
1: I feel it, like it's pertinent. It's on topic.
2: I mean like in games some of I've had two really cool villain things and they've always just been they tied into the character backstories yeah. nicely. Um my my very first game like D&D campaign uh in high school, I had thrown out that my character had left someone at the altar and that was their, like onus to go on this adventure and at the very end we found it it was the jilted lover the God, whole time that's so it good. was excellent um it was it was a very good payoff for what was actually like three years of gameplay mm-hmm. um so i really i i as much as i like sometimes the randomness of a villain like oh yeah you're just sort of in my way i'm gonna do my thing and these randos are here to stop me okay. i really you that that close personal tie is real fun for you know deep <laughs> Horrible emotional RP.
1: Yes. Well And that's that's often the most successful type of game. Yeah. Either you pull the bad guy from a backstory or you introduce them early on and make the party like them. Yes. <laughs> and then turn it on them. Oh, uh, I love that. That's so evil but I, fun.
3: And again, I I'm really bad at that because I telegraph it too much. And so I just tend to make them like, you know, invading Extra-dimensional creatures or yeah. uh, it's something that's fairly safe where it's like it's pretty clear what they are. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, or again nice. like
3: I said or I subvert the trope like you know the, they're just they're, they're from another plane but they didn't mean to be here and they're just trying to get back and mm-hmm. they need to make a, a thing out of it and they just don't speak the language so they're they're destroying your town because they need the materials it's not their fault.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean I love those too. <laughs> then, then it's a different kind of like oh well then you gotta figure out how to solve the problem now that you know they're actually just decent people. I mean there's definitely value in
3: both. I know. No, both. I, know yeah. I get it and I totally get what you're saying. It's like I just want I want clearly a mustache-twirling victim. To, he's the villain, let's get him. Yay. And so there's it's not safe. a lot of like drama, there's not a lot of work on it. You're like, "Oh, this is awesome. We just get to smack things and move on."
1: Yeah. But sometimes there's drama. <laughs> it, it, it depends, depends on, on the, the game. Mood. Yeah. yeah, it does. For it sure. Does. Like sometimes we want a dungeon crawl yeah. and sometimes yeah. we want to cry. Yeah. I just
2: want to cry all I just, the time. I don't want
3: to work too hard. You <laughs> stop talking to my experience points.
1: Yes. <laughs> stop flirting with my experience <laughs> points.
3: <laughs> I hope that, uh, I hope that
1: <laughs> I think so. That was good. Yeah. Especially like the personal stories. That's what they were asking for. That's what we're here for.
3: Mailbag 2. I think two. this is more of a horror story. Is this
1: the horror story?
3: Yeah. Hello, this is Leatherneck with a gaming story for my, of my friends. In our 45 years of friendship. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I have a, currently friends that are, I'm 45 years along with. I'm older than 45. I just, like, the people I've known that long I'm not really in contact with anymore.
1: Yeah.
3: That's a long time. That's awesome. Kudos to you, man. That's amazing. Our 45 years of friendship, we've had more great gaming than i could possibly remember but that isn't what you want you want the dirt the yes. horror stories you want to feed your dark souls with our misery yes. find them here is a story of in-game pranks that caused friction and hurt feelings between two friends spoiler we worked it out got a lesson learned and are still friends
0: <clears throat>
3: the actors in this are a friend of my uh, a friend from my days as as a boy scout when there were few merit badges and were difficult to get and the one is a guy with the effortless natural charisma so many of us are lacking the story played out over years and the problem went under my gm radar until it wasn't the prankster was former boy scouts and the prank was mr charisma these two were these two were and are chummy away from the gaming table oh okay to navigate my way through that sentence. (laughs) Um, Their characteristics are pretty much uh, connected at the hip and the two guys always sit next to each other at the table. I guess it's some sort of bonding. Boy Scout would have his character play in-game pranks on Mr. Charisma's character and this went on for years over multiple campaigns and through several RPG systems. Early in my jamming, I established a no secrets at the table rule. I hope to prevent hurt feelings due to secrets and backstabbing. Thus, These pranks were planned and played out in full view of everyone, including Mr. Charisma, the pranks recipient, MC. I think Mr. Charisma is now MC, always played along and role played being on the receiving end of the prank. These pranks were mostly harmless. Examples are boots filled with non-venomous scorpions, waking MC's character for watch immediately after FBS's, uh, uh, a friend of former Boy Scouts character, took watch resulting in MC being awake for a double shift and suffering an exhaust level when shopping causing failing bargaining rolls. That's actually pretty nefarious. Uh, the problem with pranksters is they need to ramp it up for bigger effects. FBS finally crossed the line with hiring skilled thieves to cut the MC's uh, clothes loose and pants him in the middle of the square. Then doused the character and done. MC left the gaming table immediately, afterwards claiming a migraine coming on. Even though it was planned out in view of MC, it hit him very wrong. After the fact, I agreed with him and should have shut it down. The pranks a long time before. Should have shut down the pranks a long time before. Of course, it didn't end there. Mr. Charisma devised a more severe prank to greatly embarrass former Boy Scout. I only allowed it to happen with the plans to have an immediate post-prank conversation about things going too far. You probably ask, why did I even allow the big finale prank to happen? MC needed something to solve his hurt machismo. And maybe I wasn't as immune to his charisma as I believed myself to be. (laughs) Two weeks after the... Go ahead. I was going to say possible. Two weeks after the hurt feelings event... We had a next gaming session. To the whole table, MC ran the narrative for the prank without the GM input. At the end of it, former Boy Scout had hurt feelings too and felt he was personally attacked. Mr. Charisma faced his friend and they had a very serious discussion. It worked out, but no RPG that night. I pulled out Avalon Hill's Naval War as a simple and fun game that we had played so much. Our banter and laughter provided the best solve for everyone. Also, maybe we didn't learn the lesson too well. When I went up to help my wife, they tried to stack the deck against me, but somehow screwed up and I had an overwhelming victory instead. (laughs) The reveal of the failed cheating caused the loudest laughter. Now that I think about it, maybe someone purposely failed their cheat because that would be funnier. This is Leatherneck in West Michigan. Good gaming and good dice rolls. P.S. The final prank. This is the thing when I was reading this. I'm like, what was the prank? I want to know. The final prank involved FBS's character being stripped naked in town center, tarred and feathered, pelted with rotten food, and mocked by children. MC has a very cutting wit. The insults those NPC children made were worth the HP loss. Ooh. PPS, in the real world, I make my retaliatory pranks smaller and to a lesser effect to keep things from escalating. I've seen too many hurt feelings than HR involvement when people think they have to out-prank each other, out-prank the other prankster. PPDS. a haiku. Happy Jack, note sent. Into void, message travels. Begged, but forgot. Oh, uh, Very nice. Solid, Daddy-O. Solid. <laughs> that was the itchiest.
1: Oh, uh, I feel like this is something that's really common at a lot of gaming tables, where something starts, and it's little, and it continues, and it just, someone's annoyed, but doesn't clearly communicate that, and it just builds and builds and builds until it kind of blows up into a problem. And no, one never meant to hurt, like, real-life feelings, but it, it does hurt.
3: Sounds like my marriage. <laughs> I mean, truly, it's, it's really, this is exactly the kind of thing that happens in all relationships. And let's at the end of the day, a gaming table is a relationship. It's a whole party you're throwing for everybody. And you're right. After 45 years of just little tiny stuff, things get old, and it gets... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it builds, and it's it's true. I also think that um, people have to be very, very careful. You always have to be checking on people's feelings. Like sometimes people just show up in a bad mood, and things that were right, that okay the game before, aren't okay now. And mm-hmm. I've been guilty of it too. Just you had a crappy day, mm-hmm. you just want to go and kill the mustache twirling vi- villain, and god damn it, he pants me in the. Town Square and I didn't want to deal with it today. Yeah.
2: yeah there are there are times and uh, th- th- very serious discussion. Um, in a lot of settings, there are times where you don't know where the line is until you've re- reached it. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, safety tools exist, uh, like X cards. Uh, that I've had days where I'm like, oh, that hit me incorrect, like wrong. And it's like nothing I've listed on lines of veils. It's nothing that's ever bothered me before. But this is the day that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally just, I like, the the pranks I pull are real stupid if I ever pull a prank. It's like, I put a gummy worm in your pudding and now it looks like there's a colorful worm in it. It's, it's bad. I don't like, I generally don't like pranks because uh, everyone isn't as, no one's as funny as they think they are, including me. Um,
0: it
3: also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well,
2: I mean, also like, it it, it leads from stress escalation, yeah. uh, and like again, I, it see it feels like a needless, like oh they're losing HP, they're like it's wow that's really shitty to do to your friend who wanted to buy a sword that day and now can't,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: I don't know, um, that's just me. I am th- apparently this is where my my party gets pooped.
1: Yeah. I think partially because I'm a teacher, but like I also am not a fan of pranks. I've never liked prank shows. I've never liked any of that stuff because. I've never liked. I've never met somebody who honestly liked being pranked.
2: Yeah, like
1: there's pranksters and they enjoy it, and it seems like everyone else tolerates those people. And you know, it sounds like that's a kind of similar situation here. They really like Mr. Charisma, and they like having interaction with them. And they just kind of were tolerating the pranks until it just got too far, or it was a bad day.
3: And that's what I was going to bring up. It's like. Pranking someone's really a dominance thing. You're trying Mm -hmm. to dominate them in a little way, whether you uh, you know put cellophane over the toilet and they make a mess, or whether you you know put a hole and make the dribble glass and all that. You're dominating them by humiliating them just a little bit. And even in game, you're still dominating your other friend. Yeah, it's it's one step removed, but it's not necessarily healthy, right? Because your motivations for doing it is to embarrass somebody, and makes you feel better for getting one up on your buddy, And it's a a complicated thing. And at the end of the day, why do it at all?
1: Yeah. It's almost always punching down too. Absolutely. Like almost, almost in every situation of any type of prank, it's someone who has more abilities or more power or more charisma or anything punching down. And I think having spent so much time on stage as we have, we have shows where we... Interact with the audience. We have a little bit of a script, but it's also a bit vaudevillian where we are constantly improving and interacting with the audience, and you never know what they're going to do. But the number one golden rule is, like, they have to win.
0: Yeah, like we lose,
1: we always lose. Like, and and you have to do that unless
3: you're getting heckled. Right. Well,
1: a, yeah, never they're the heckling you. Oh, God, that's yeah. a whole other thing. But then they've made themselves... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then they Nush. have said, hey, I'm trying to prank See you. this
3: giant target <laughs> here? <Yes.
1: laughs> You've you entered do... our playing field. Yes. <laughs> you do this professionally. I don't know why I think making fun of you is a good idea, but cool. I just cry. Yeah. Because now... like, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're going to fucking heckle me.
2: I'm going to look you in the eye, and then I'm going to start ugly crying, and everyone's going to feel real bad for for me, and you're going to look like an asshole.
1: That's so evil and amazing. <laughs> I'm not very clever, so
2: this is what I do <laughs> instead.
3: Tears tears can be a dominance thing. Okay. Yeah. You can absolutely <laughs> dominate somebody because then out the person who's trying to have a discussion with you feels like a heel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but as a GM, you have to look out for that. And I think we're kind of prone to we have a very sensitive, spidey sense for that. And a lot of people who haven't done like interactive improv with audiences haven't had that as finely tuned as we have. But you really have to make sure that everyone, everyone's winning. If anybody, if, if you're playing pranks, like you have to make sure that your character is also kind of on the losing end so that it can be fun for the other
3: people. One of the reasons jackass works mm-hmm. is because they do it to themselves.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: so everyone's all, everyone's like, we signed up and agreed to do this. And, for some and, and
3: they're doing it to like Johnny Knoxville will walk into a bullpen blindfolded. He's doing it to himself. Yeah, yeah. He's not setting it up so someone else walks into a bullet, gets potentially killed. Although there's a couple of those too. But again, he's only doing it amongst the people that all yeah. stand apart. And that's a slightly different thing. So don't come at me with the jackass is funny because it is funny. <laughs> and it's- I get that, but it's a kind of a different vibe.
1: I, I've well, never found it funny ever. Uh, <laughs> Even when I was a teenager, I was like, what? I had too many friends who were like, we're going to be, we're going to do jackass.
2: And I, oh. I've been like, cool. I will call 911. one one Yeah. The, the like, it, as I, if I may get real, real, like, nerdy about it, like, even when you look at, like, tricksters in stories, a lot of the time, um, unless they're genuinely fighting against, like, a Hanukkah goblin, mm-hmm. um, they're fully, they're usually, it's a book. It's a very good book. It's a <laughs> ch- children's book. Hershel Hanukkah goblins. Anyway. <laughs> Um, the, the the prank my like... mind
3: is just racing I'm like okay it's like Hanukkah Harry has go- Hanukkah goblins and then like Santa has elves and I the two get together and rumble and wow okay,
2: that's that's my new that's the one shot I'll run for god.
3: <laughs> yes
2: um, but uh, most like stories of tricksters more often than not they're also getting their asses kicked yes like they yeah it's oh haha ha, they like did a fun tricksy, tricksy thing and then the god they tricked was like, yeah, fuck this shit, Uh, you know, smite. Like, you got to lose a little, if you're going to put pranksters, and the thing is, I feel like we're being very like, this was not a funny move. But like, you can be a prankster in game. You can be a trickster. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of room for it. But like Kimmy said, and you know, like has said, it's about who wins and like, everyone has to win at some point. Yeah,
3: if you're going to play a kinder, (laughs) Which um from Dragonlance elves, you're gonna play a kinder. I don't
2: like them.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, I know because they pickpocket the the party, and they're kind of a and and it maybe it playing a kinder is fun for the player, but everybody else really wants to kill that person.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a prankster though. I would say that's like they're doing it for different motivation. Yes. Um, I would say like what you were saying earlier about Puck. Yeah. So if you like in Shakespeare, you know, Midsummer Night's nice Dream, Puck is playing. You know, jokes the whole time. So fun. But he gets his come up hits and in the end. Yeah. So if as a GM, if you have a character or a player who wants to do pranks like this, that's fine. I like that you did it all out in the open so everyone knew what was going to happen. I think that's vital. And oh, yeah. that was a great, great call. But I think you also, as you're planning that, like you have to keep there like some balance. Like, okay, cool. You can do that. But what later on is going to happen because of this that kind of brings it back as a negative thing for you? Like, oh, there was an amazing thing you could have gotten at that shop. Too bad. Like, now your friend wasn't able to buy there. So there's a little bit of a blowback on you, too.
3: I don't know. It It is tricky because these two were getting along so well. They sit next to each other and they. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I'm going to. And so it's like they completely work it out together. And I get it as a GM. You're like, well, they're having fun. I've got a bunch yeah. of stat blocks I got to memorize and look at, and they're, they're clearly having fun. So it's not a problem. And mm-hmm. then later on you realize it now is it's escalated. I get this. It's, it's tricky to like interpret your players' moods, even at the best of times you've got a lot on your mind and everything was going well for 45 years until suddenly it wasn't. it's, it's, it's hard to read the room. I mean, all the time. And I just, unless it's a small prank here and there, I just would like to put the kibosh on it. Like, nope, we're all trying to get along here. So what you're doing is not helping with party cohesiveness. Stop it.
1: Or like Claire said earlier, safety tools. Yeah. Like if you're going to have this happen, it has to be part of your game. Lines and veils, but especially an X card or something of that nature where if they get pantsed in the square, they're going to be like X... I don't want that to happen. I'm not comfortable with that happening today. Yeah. Um, and I say that as a teacher who had to deal with a pantsing incident earlier oh, no. this week. And it's not funny. No, let's use the therapy. It's it's <laughs> very hard oh, and humiliating. And, oh, you're right. And, yeah. and And in some circles, it's like a lot of people, like I feel like it's in some ways a sexual assault. And we treat it like that at school now. So it it's a it is. Yeah. So it's it's a big deal and I I think there's a little bit of a gap in how people who've never really interacted with that and I've only seen it on like sitcoms and stuff and the actual reality of that and the possibility of someone having had that actually happen to them and having that very real visceral embarrassing humiliating lingering feeling from it even decades later um it, it's it's a traumatizing thing that is often made light of on tv and in stories i'm however
2: i pantsing obviously we've just discussed years of, tra- of therapy i'm a huge fan of like the casanova run where it's the like i haven't put all my clothes on yet but i have to go somewhere I don't know why that's a fun trope for me. I don't know why it also just It's like how can I get a character naked in the square? This is how. So he looks so confused. Well, because now we're
3: now we're going but, into like exhibitionist territory. That's a whole other thing.
2: Listen, <laughs> uh, I come from a comedian like background. <laughs>
3: kind of owning it, but that's a whole
2: different um, thing. I <laughs> well, will say... It's also like
1: you being foolish for yourself. Yeah, like mm. you
2: fucked up and now you've got to go, now you're paying yeah. for it.
1: That's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: find that very funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, coming
1: um,
3: down a mismatched socks or pulling your pants on and say like, oh, wait, 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 yeah. That, yeah,
2: I, I like, love that. Yes, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say like also, if, if you want to like have pranksters in game, et cetera, give your players, uh, I'm going to say a Dingleberg, but I don't know what that's a reference to. My brain just came up with it and it didn't. It's from something. Um, give your players, and it could be the villain they don't know about yet, uh, give them someone who just sucks and then
1: have them, are you looking it up now? I don't know. I've never heard that. Is it? What? What? It, a Dingleberg?
2: I guess. I just, the name that came up in my brain. No. A a
1: Dingleberry?
3: Oh, no, no. don't Google don't that. Do that. That's a whole different thing. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, but like, give your players, you can totally give your players, like, it's the tax collector that we've been who's or like, you know, it's the it's the uh, the health inspector that we pissed off once and he keeps showing up. So we just keep pranking him and then we leave town again because, you know, that's that. I enjoy that stuff.
1: Erica odd in the <laughs> chat room says it's from Fairly Odd Parents.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I believe that. I don't recall enough of Fairly Odd Parents to be like, yeah,
1: yes. Okay. That's um, in my head now.
3: Fairly Odd, Fairly Odd Parents. That's <laughs> yes. yes. a good song.
1: Um Another safety tool, X-Card's a great uh, general use for things. If you're actually going to have things like this in a game where you realize you're kind of like towing that line of where people might be upset, a great use to use, uh, a great tool to use is Script Change, which is like X-Card on steroids. So you basically have a rewind, a pause, and a fast-forward button that you tap, just like the X-Card. You can do it a lot of different ways, but basically like rewind means you take the game back to before the uncomfortable content happens so it's like you tap that and you're like oh we go back and we redo the scene so we pause basically means the put the, stops the scene everything still happens but you just don't continue acting like it just like puts it in place take a breath you stop for a minute you might have a discussion about what's happening and then you can continue playing from where that point is and then fast forward basically means You skip past the uncomfortable content. Like, okay, this can happen, but we're going to jump forward so I don't have to live with this mocking situation after I'm pantsed and things like that. So you kind of are like pantsed, and it's like a cut in a show where you jump to the next scene. It's like, gosh, that was embarrassing. Let's have a pint. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, or something like that. So it gives the players a little bit more control. Um, rather than just the X card, which is like,
3: no. Right. It just blocks it. It, You bring up a good point, which is control. And at the end of the day, that's what pranks do is take away your player agency or take away your control and take away your, yeah, any agency that you have, you are basically now humiliating. And even if it's done in full view, I'm going to put scorpions in your boots. You cool with that? Yeah, I guess. I guess You'd yeah. say it in front of everybody. I'm a douchebag if I say no now.
2: That's that is the other problem, is like, haha, wouldn't it be funny if and the the one person's like, I don't think so, but then you're you're the asshole who's like, yeah. you, you can't have fun now. Yeah. But yeah, it uh, I I realized I kinda just use the X card as a pause, mm-hmm. uh, because my friend like I've indoctrinated my friends in the like exit. If it's really bad, they'll just DM me or whatever, or they'll, you know, let mm-hmm. me know. But if it's something like I don't like how this is going. It's like, cause you always sort of have to ask like, what do we need to mm-hmm. gloss over? And usually, but my, I've, I've, I've well, wow, English. I've always, uh, found that when people X card, they're more than willing often to be like, I'm uncomfortable, but can we just fast forward? Like, so I don't, I've never really had yeah. the codified.
1: A great, or... yeah. A great tool for that is actually mm-hmm. called the consent flower, which is another kind of version of the X card. <laughs> I love safety tools. Uh, I'm looking actually at my website where I have like a whole list of them (laughs) because that way I can make sure I I say it all right. So, the consent flower basically, and it's called a consent flower, but basically, you have three cards you have a red card, a yellow card, and a green.
2: The stoplight system, yeah. Exactly.
1: So, it originally started as like the consent flower and it was like petals, but most people just do like a, a stoplight or just different color cards or a plus sign and just blank card and a minus sign there's lots of different ways to do consent get it. flowers it, everything it, it sounds like an
3: asian musical doesn't it do, it?
2: It's, it does sound like like consent flower does sound like a tea that you would get by white <laughs> yeah. people who like lived a year in india yeah um i was gonna say everything i've learned about uh safe gameplay it just comes from bdsm
1: yeah like <laughs> a lot of it does but basically the green card means like hey i'm comfortable in this scene we can go deeper into it go go harder on it going back to the video one Uh <laughs> It is yellow means okay like I'm comfortable and it can continue at its like current intensity and then the red is like uh let's pull back immediately. Let's like chill out. Let's do something else. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a good one to use um especially for like romantic games and things of that nature.
3: It is better than shouting out your safe word, I guess for everybody. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's kind of what the X card is. Yeah, the X card does the same thing. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. Uh, it-
3: avocado, avocado, avocado. Oh. Oh, wait, wait, I, I, wait! I kept a list. Uh, oh, right, that's your. Oh, sorry.
2: Now I'm hungry.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, cool guacamole. <Walking> uh, <laughs> yes, the. Uh, I'm lab. making
3: light of it. I'm not. It is a serious thing. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, but, no,
2: you're right, uh, though. Please, please don't yeah.
3: come at me for that. No, no, no. What I do.
2: I am 90% <laughs> sure that the overlap between gamers and, like, that community, the King community, is just a stack of pancakes. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a so lot of it. Jacks. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you start talking about, like, the LARP community, where a lot of these safety tools originated. That, yes. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, the other thing is, like, as, as I've mentioned multiple times on Happy Jack shows, I LARP now. And, uh, Real cool, guys.
3: How can we get all robotic? Do. I
2: don't know. Like, this, is
3: you I, a robot this is
1: how I do when I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> I guess. Um, see, I, feel, I feel like you were like uh, pointing like doing a corset bodice, like costume movement. I yeah, to do I
2: don't a Robot LARP goes. now, though. I want robot like larp. Like, uh, there, you can do that that is a thing you can do but you can do anything uh, yeah like the uh because uh i've seen a lot of like the feelings are real even if the stories are made up uh because your brain doesn't know the difference that's why we watch a lot of horror movies it's very cathartic for people not me but you know some people out there and uh there's you know you gotta you gotta be able to be like cool i need some reality because my brain has not registered that I am not dead. <laughs> yeah. So, it's Yeah, I've it talked was,
3: about that too when when you get too immersed in characters or situations mm-hmm. like your body still reacts like it's real even mm-hmm. though you know it's all pretended. Yeah. That's anything we humans are. Yeah. Bags of water that still basically designed to be running from a lion on a savanna.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a good email. Yeah. That's good. Also, also,
2: it's, oh, go I was going to say, also, like, congrats, like, good on you, uh, Leatherneck, is that who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leatherneck for just being like, cool, this is a problem. We're going to just redirect and have a good time after that. I know so many people where it's like, yeah. you know, you used all the safety tools and then everyone just felt weird. Right. right and now and it's power. like, oh, no, that
3: made it awkward. And then we just looking at their watches. Should we wrap? Can we? I got a bone call. I got yeah. A, I have a migraine. Yeah.
2: Like, the mood is ruined. Yeah. But, like... Well, and I said it.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, we talked about this in a couple episodes ago. Um, I don't remember if you were here, Stork, but we talked about having to take a break. And that's exactly what they did. They pulled out a totally different game, a board game, whatever it is, and like play that for a while, have some laughs, break the tension, relax before you go back to your game. And I, Prima, wonderful. Some yes. someday
3: we should have an in-depth discussion. Maybe now, now isn't the time because we're running late. But about what to do when the X card is hit and how mm-hmm. to how to handle that because you're right because suddenly there's like a. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, not uh, always. It depends on the group. And I don't depends- want to have the
3: discussion now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly it's something because it, it, it could get awkward. I'll
1: plan. If it anyway. someone wonders about that, maybe they could write <laughs> an email about that do very that? question. Who they send it to? <laughs> They could hand it to Happy at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: anyway. We'll make it a jingle. Oh, uh, man. Cool. Is this one mine? Yep. I think it's the shortest one. Ha <laughs> ha planned it perfectly. <laughs> <clears throat> Naming creatures, reading out loud. Two things I cannot do. <laughs> Hi, Kimmy and the crew. Hello. It was a while since you had a ma- uh, missive from Sweden, so I felt it was time. it was timely, see? Mm-hmm. Uh i have a few stories and maybe a few talking points to be extracted from them many moons ago i ran a game of mutant from 1984 the predecessor to the myz series and set in the same setting the, ch- the characters were but
3: it's I'm, i'll clear it up mutant year 0 which mm-hmm. is also the same people i think that do tales from the loop so it's that okay it's that pretty sure it's that world Is Am that right?
1: they're, they're year 0, zero have to engine
3: look it up. yeah yes. i'd have to look that up but i i believe it's the year 0 engine does mutant year zero
1: i don't know you that have would to make look sense i'm pretty
3: right. sure that's from sweden i'm pretty sure it's the same game I'm game the, company the chat I, probably I, i'm a those. betting man and i don't bet i would bet on that anyway
2: all right uh i'm not taking that action but i will trust your i will trust google when it, tell, it proves you right
3: this is the games that david, david this is uh now.
2: they're fun uh the characters were cryogenically frozen and had awoken to a strange new world they explored a bit and came upon a small village, by, by a major river, and with steam with a steam power sawmill. They talked to the guy at the company store and to some of the workers they could c- catch company on the street. Um, <clears throat> I invented names on the fly as I had totally forgotten to put names on my uh, on my NPCs.
1: Same friend, you're a correct stork. It is <laughs> from free, freely publishing. I didn't nice. know they did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought those are two totally separate things. I mean, good job. Even though to think,
0: amazing, I, I don't
1: do that, so right. I think it's. I'm very impressed by that.
2: Why? Why would we ever doubt you? Uh, shit. Uh, uh even though I uh, prepared fac- uh, factions of them and their motivations didn't have NPC names, suddenly one of my players asked, "But where are the women?" I realized I had, without thinking, only named the NPCs with male name, male names. I'd unintentionally created a single sex future. I, of course, smiled <laughs> mysteriously and said. Y- yes. Where are they? Strange, eh? Indeed.
3: Hmm. Nice cover. Meanwhile, <laughs> anyway, in your brain, you're like,
2: what? panic. Oh, what am done? <laughs> idiot! 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 That brings me to my first question: <laughs> Have you ever managed to make a major mistake like that, and then had to think quickly on your feet to recover, and suddenly turning your quick, uh, suddenly turning your quick invention into a major point in the campaign? This does not have a who it's from.
3: No, there's another page.
2: Oh, I don't have that other page. Oh. Oh, Kim, you set me up for failure. Sorry. Here. <laughs> Thank you. That page Uh In my mutant game, I quickly decided that uh, the villainous company boss was extremely focused on profit. He had forced the women to work in the fields and the, the men to slave away in the mill and to keep them separated and tired so they would not complain or revolt. That always works out well. <laughs> uh He exported the fruits of their labor downstream, and in the end, the party started to work for him, killing river pirates and all that good stuff, until they instigated a rebellion, but one that ended by the workers starting a union.
3: Fuck yeah. Sweden. (laughs) Sweden.
2: (laughs) Uh, When the PCs went out to confront the boss, he congratulated them on being uh, better at managing workers than him, and put on (laughs) his hiking boots and took some of his most valuable loot and left, looking for better profits elsewhere. Not a single shot was fired. That brings me to my second question. What's the most sa- uh, surprising, satisfying, or odd way that you, uh, your players have defeated the big bad boss by not fighting? Uh, I hope these stories will, uh, little stories will entertain somewhat, and maybe those questions result in some beans being skit-billed on air. As always, a fun show with a great jolly cast. I still enjoy your dulcet tones in my ears week after week.
1: Cheers, Andrea.
3: Andrea's been a listener for all the time. Oh. I love it. Thank you.
1: Such a nice Thanks. liar about dulcet tones too. So well, nice. some
3: of us may be better than others.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I I have absolutely done this, and most notably, Stu has done this when we were doing our our recent Call of Cthulhu game, and literally, like, he kept using the name Abigail. For all the NPCs, we finally by like the third Abigail, it just became a joke, and he leaned into it. But it was like Abigail, and he's like, "Yeah, this is Abigail so and so," and we're like, "Wasn't is is she related to the other Abigail?" And he just kind of like, "Damn it, they're all Nurse Joy." (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: Didn't Adam do that with um, autograph?
1: Autograph.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it, came up, I, plot
1: oh no. it was an accident. It, that wasn't about reput- representation, no. but that was hilarious. <laughs> we all thought he did it on purpose, like autograph, <laughs> and just like deadpan. We're like, "Oh, you're so amazing! That's hilarious!" He's like, "What? What, what did I say? Yeah, <laughs> what did I do? Oh, chef's kiss! Amazing! <laughs> Excellent!" Uh, this is something that every GM has to be aware of and has to actually fight. We all have our biases. I tend to populate my worlds with a lot of badass women. I have to be careful about having other types of characters in my worlds. Oh,
2: no, don't throw me in that briar (laughs) (laughs) patch.
1: But I think one of the things I do, and I actually keep meaning to make this to to put it on my itch store, is a a little chart across. And I put it in Starscape, too, um, where it's like... uh, like a, a names column and it's because I'm a teacher like I basically made a flowchart of how to make npcs <laughs> and so you have the names you have like the quick physical description you have a personality column and then the last one was like a jobs column and basically you pick one of each as you go and as you, as you play your campaign you just cross it out when you use one and you make sure you don't use like across, you just like, oh, the first one, the third one, the second one, the sixth one. And it gives you cool, interesting characters that you didn't have to sit and think a name for, because I'm terrible at that. And it also makes sure that you get different genders. Oh, uh, pronouns um, is part of it. And then, uh, so yeah, that's what I do, because I find myself falling into familiar things. And we all, we all do that, especially when you're running into an NPC that you haven't planned. And you're just like, uh, the guard's name is Steve. <laughs> the guard's name is
2: Abigail. It's but true. Oh, so there's like an apostrophe in there. See? It's, it's cool.
3: True. We've talked about this numerous times and Stu just generates a list of names. And then, when, like I said, when he uses he writes it down and writes the name and now that NPC exists. But having the list of names is a big shortcut to a ah, freaking frack. Yeah.
2: I tend uh, we have been blessed by uh being able to play with laptops etc i will keep fantasy name generator in front like as a tab yeah (laughs) i don't
0: think there's anything
3: wrong with that i really don't it's just one more tool that because you've got enough to deal with you're trying to read the room make sure the prankster isn't pissing anybody off you're trying to you know make sure that you're you're following the rules correctly not and keeping track of like all the other monsters and stats Really? And I'm going to come up with another name? <sighs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and it's it's more than just names like it's it's important that we don't just default because a lot of us, especially those of us who are white, tend to default to that mindset where we don't describe characters who are white because we that's our default. But then we tend to only describe the people of color in our games. And so it it sets them up as other. And a lot of times we don't specify with NPCs, which then automatically codes them as white, which is like the norm for a lot of us. So it's really important as we are creating NPCs that we are thinking of that and making sure that we have that diversity, whatever it is in you know whatever setting you're using. Um, and whether that's like a little chart to just remind yourself, um, whether it's uh, one of the things I've seen, um, I think I saw it on TikTok. I don't remember. It was, but it was a list of different ways to describe different skin tones. And it very specifically left out any food. There was, I was no... Gonna say, don't use
2: food. There's please. no food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no food. Yeah. It was It was a really great list. Um, and they just were talking about it. So I have to go find that. But uh, so that is also a great way of just being mindful of it. If you just have that there with your list, list of names or... Something for you to look at and reference it. So when you're looking for that NPC's random name, you also have that reminder to make it, you know, not just default to like white.
2: When when I have to make up NPCs, which uh, again I don't GM enough for it to be a huge problem, uh, I'm a one. I'm I just don't describe skin tone unless it's like mandatory. Um, I tend to not describe racial features at all. I tend to give them one weird thing because <laughs> uh, I am a goblin. And so like it's this is a character, she's into crystals, man. There's the character mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out from there. Uh, like Pirate of the Peg, like, excellent. Um just One weird thing, it makes people feel like I planned really hard for these NPCs. (laughs) That's
3: a really great tip. It seriously is.
2: It's mostly like, she smells real good. And people are like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Good perfume? Who knows?
3: Maybe they're a fey.
2: She's a fey. Yeah. she's. It's great because people will just fill in the rest for you. Oh, totally.
3: And if you make all of your NPCs unique, like a one-handed blacksmith or, uh, you know, all of a sudden, all of them are really interesting. Yeah. I really like that... uh, I really like that idea. I'm going to steal that. Please, yeah, take that's it. A that's why great idea. Yeah. One you weird
2: just thing. start
3: with one weird quirk, and then you can fill it out from there. Um, because it's true that if you make the one quirky one, you know, why is, why does is the blacksmith have one hand? What what happened? Now, all of a sudden, they're latched onto that NPC, and we've all had that happen, where oh, the one NPC you came up with on Spur of the Moment suddenly becomes central to the entire game. And and they, they keep going back to through. that blacksmith and mm-hmm. they asking questions, and then, well, maybe we'll get the guy that took your hand. And now, all of a sudden, you're like... But I have a whole dungeon invented and this guy was, oh my <laughs> now God. Now he's the villain. Now, now we got to, now, now we're going or on a quest. Or he's their
1: favorite person. Right. It's all about it's like all about, yeah. saving his blacksmith shop yes. rather than like right. the kingdom. Right. But you exactly. know what's excellent is you don't, it's less story that you have to write. Yes.
3: No, you have to write it later. It's yeah. just that you spent all the time writing another story and now you have to come up with another one. Wait, Because he's secretly the king and
2: that's how we've been able to, like, redirect. Redirect.
1: We're supposed to have been writing stories this whole time? Never. Oh, okay. You can't. If make it's me. a dungeon crawl,
3: you at least have to have the dungeon drawn out.
2: I'm doing that thing where I'm putting <laughs> the track in front <laughs> of the cart. Yeah. No, but, I but yeah, weird...
3: GMing all the way.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, one weird thing works. And also, um, then you can, every once in a while, you give someone two weird things and they go like, what's wrong with them? You're like, he's got a hat and a peg leg.
3: A, a parrot and a
2: peg <laughs> And a peg leg. Like, what happened there? Wouldn't you like to know? I like
3: that. That's great. What a, what a <laughs> that's great. Really good. What a, I love that. Just give them one weird quirk, and the entire town is going to be full of like weird looking people.
2: Well, and it's but it doesn't always have to be a weird <laughs> yeah. thing. It can uh, just be true. one notable thing. Would be a better yeah. like because there are some people you look at, you're like that person has long hair, and you're like excellent. I've remembered this one quality about them. My work here is done. What is your name? Uh, but like, you've done it, and that's the thing they noted about you, and so it's something that you don't have to work really hard to make a character realistic because, again, the players will just sort of and, fill it in. I like... Was, oh, I
0: like...
1: <laughs> I like the the things you were describing, too, weren't necessarily physical traits. Yeah. It was, like, super into crystals. like, <laughs> uh, okay, how does that look? Like, or, you know, she smells good. Okay, why? So it's not something that they just, like, visually see. It, like, gives a little bit more of, like groundedness than just describing an NPC like in a video game walking by you'd be like that's what that NPC looks like
2: I'm a huge fan of when you describe a scene uh avoiding like going through as many senses as you can before you get to visual uh, so I'm one of those uh, hmm, This is acting weird acting
3: class right there. I know this and is weird no, for Va-
2: well it, so my character in Boston is allergic to Boston uh and so there's a lot of sniffing things I love that. uh but the it, I always tend to start with like, it smells clean in here or whatever, just because it sets the mood so well. Mm-hmm. I just like when people describe how things smell.
3: I brought I that crazy. up a couple of times. It's <laughs> it's something, it's a, it's a sense that we always overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to use it all the time too. Like uh, yeah. when I did the favorite, it's like, it smells like, you know, freshly burned fields mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just like smell smelling the wind. And so it's cold and people are like, you're, you're there. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a good time to bring up the thing that I talk about all the time. And it's, again, it's an acting exercise, which is the animal forms I use mm-hmm. whenever you have an NPC. It's like, he's a rat, and all of a sudden you can take on all the characteristics of a rat without having to spend a lot of time writing out. He's very mouse, ratty, mousey hair. If you just say mm-hmm. rat, bam, you can you can do now. What you have you have a voice, you have a look, you have characteristics, you have motivation, all in one word.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And your work here is done. And my work yeah. here is done. Uh, I think yeah. It's so interesting that you gave that to your character because I feel like as someone who suffers from terrible allergies and is literally allergic to everything in the world—not everything, but every plant in Southern California—I am allergic to. I'm so sorry. legit, and every mammal on the planet to some extent, I'm allergic to, in- including a boyfriend once, but that's a whole another thing. But <laughs> follow-up questions—I <laughs> would get rashes. It's very <laughs> awkward, but um. <laughs> but, like, that would just be the worst thing, to be allergic to the thing you were fighting. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, that is the point. Just, <laughs> I just, like... It, it, like the puffy eyes and the sniffing while you're trying to like be they, in
3: battle like you play role playing games to escape from your real life I don't want to like have to pl- role play this out when in my free time I would I,
1: never pick that as a disad <laughs> for any character ever no. I don't care how many points it's like, it's,
2: it like, it's like being it's like a it's uh it's like playing hot or cold though cuz as your allergies get worse you know you're getting towards the bad thing for sure um i it comes from uh what a weird tangent it comes from a call of cthulhu game that i played where I did so well on my sanity rolls that my character was just missing everything, <laughs> and it was very Velma because she had she was like very nerdy, so um, she would just drop her glasses, and that would be how she missed all of the Eldritch Terror. It's like, ah, oh, hold on, I gotta grab my glasses. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> That's I just like my allergies are so bad in here, I can't, I can't see, see the thing. Yeah. My eyes are so buffy, it's not bad. Yeah, what, what is it? Just pull, Tell me where to hit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the. And there you go. The person is weirdly allergic to adventurers. Like, <laughs> it's your new, the one notable thing. Yeah.
1: Since Not we've been talking experience. so much about this mm-hmm. game, when can people watch this game?
2: Ah. Uh, Mondays uh, here on Happy G- Happy, G's? Happy Jack's RPG Podcast uh, Twitch stream. Except for next Monday, we are dark yeah. because it is Labor Day. Yes.
1: Uh, you can also listen to it. It's on our actual play feed. So if you check out happyjacks.org, it's there as well. If you'd rather have it in your, your auditory senses only rather than watching it. Um, and there's links to the Twitch and the YouTube channel where it's all there too.
2: The YouTube channel is just fun because every once in a while someone delivers
1: me fr- uh,
2: <laughs> someone delivers me shaved ice and they- it, <laughs> it always rises from the floor. <laughs> it's real stupid. Anyway. All right.
1: I think I think I'm we're confused. good. Yeah. I'll okay. yeah, I'll, expl- I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us for season 30, episode 8 of Happy Jacks RPG podcast. My name is Kimmy. You can find me at Golden Lasso Girl pretty much everywhere except on Twitch cuz that name was gone. Happy Jack or Golden Lasso R- RPGs is what I'm there. Hmm. Sorry. Someone stole your thing. They Uh, they did. They stole it. And there's not even an account. It's not even a profile. Just taken. Sometimes people do
2: that. They like sit on it so that you'll like ransom it. It's a thing. It happens. I'm Clara. Uh, You can find me all over the internet as clearly underscore golden. uh, Unless you're into mermaids. In which case uh, I'm on Instagram as mermaid underscore clarity. I'm here every Monday. Uh, Eventually uh, Queen's Court Games actual play of uh, Vampire 5e. We'll uh, pick up with season two of the All Night Society, and I will be over there doing La goodness. Yay!
3: I'm Stork. You can find me here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to leave you with the song. Tonight, we're going to leave you with Drink This Pub, Pub Dry by a band called The Merry Wives of Windsor mm-hmm. to celebrate the end of Ren Fair. We're leaving you with the song, yes. and you can find them at mwow.net. Thank you all. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
0: Well, a whiskey or lager or on South lie. butter, rum, or brandy, or a drop of the rye.
1: Was a product of the happy jacks rpg network the mary Sue's performed our intro music and our ending song was played with the express permission of the artist visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts